This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey guys, so I'm so excited for this week. I have an amazing swap with the fabulous Zibby of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, Zibby Owens. If you guys are looking for great book recommendations, you should check out Zibby Owens. She's all things literary. Listen to her award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, five times a week with amazing guests like Alicia Keys, Natalie Portman, and so much more. Zibby's podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, have been all over in national press for the last two years in a row and an Oprah's list of best book podcasts. She has an upcoming anthology, Moms Don't Have Time To, a quarantine anthology, which comes out on February 16th so soon and includes 60 plus essays from best-selling and notable authors who have been on her podcast writing on these five things moms don't have time to do. Read, eat, work out, breathe, and have sex. Isn't that true? <laughs> and you can hear from, there's my little one. <laughs> And you can hear from Gretchen Rubin, Adeline Lilly, and so many more. And all proceeds go to the Susan Police Owens Program for COVID-19 Vaccine Research at Mount Sinai Medical Center. So check out Zibby Owens, guys. If you're looking to feel good, looking for some information, she has an amazing award-winning podcast. We're swapping this week. I'm so excited to have her. So check out Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books with Zibby Owens. Hi loves, welcome back. I'm so excited for today's guest. She is an incredible new mama. She is a TV star. She has an incredible nonprofit. We connected on social media and I loved everything she was doing. I have the fabulous Pamela Jean Noble here on my show and I wanna tell you guys a little bit about her before I intro her in. So starting at a young age, Pamela discovered a taste for the limelight on a TV show. And as they say, the rest is history. While balancing education with acting and everything and singing through her high school and college years, Miss Noble found success in movies, national commercials, and singing at venues like the famous House of Blues in Hollywood, California. Pamela also had a reoccurring role on Fuel TV's The Daily Habit Show after a makeup artist suggested she should try modeling. Pamela did one photo shoot and a new passion cultivated entirely. Ms. Noble has been featured in multiple ad campaigns, no big deal, like including Sultan Clothing, O'Neill MX, Skin Industries, FHM Maxim, Sports Illustrated, Fresh Peaches Swimwear, the list goes on. She has such an in-depth background in the MMA world and industry, along with a Bachelor of Science degree in kinesiology, which I'm sure I just butchered, from California State University, San Bernardino. And Pamela has been featured in numerous, like I said, MMA magazines, including Fighter Only International, and so much more. And in addition to all that, being a ring card, card girl for several fight companies nationwide, she's conducted interviews with MMA fighters and personalities all over the red carpets for the annual MMA awards. And one media outlet described Pamela as a driven, beautiful, and intelligent woman with a personality to match. And I have to agree, when her and I connected on social, that was the first thing I realized about her. And then I love that she had such a story. And if you guys don't know who she is, besides all those amazing notable mentions, she was on Bravo's hit show, Below Deck and Below Deck Mediterranean, which I think most of us know and love or have watched. And so that's where she met 
her husband. And like I said, she's now a new mom and she just got so many amazing things going for her. And I both share the <laughs> Bravo family. So Pamela, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for having me and making me feel like a freaking celebrity with that. Yeah, right. Especially, especially like right now, like being new mom, I totally feel for you and know how beautiful, but yeah, how crazy it is. And today has been especially crazy for me with having two. Arlie's been super fussy as she's sleeping on me right now. Amelia was running around like a crazy person, didn't want to take a nap. So like, I'm all here for making you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that because the lack of sleep, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of stuff that I fumble over while we're talking. <laughs> it's all good. It's real and raw here. You are in a safe space. I'm so excited to have you. So I want to like, just get right in. I want you to tell me a little bit more about your story, how you, you know, got into everything you're doing and then, you know, transition to now being a new mom and everything else. Like spill it. Tell us everything. <laughs> Well, um, so basically, because I don't want to be talking for an hour straight to cut a long story very short. Uh, when I was little, I basically social skills and also makes you go through hardships that you're not going to have if you're just homeschooled or, you know, living on set, things like that. So I decided to always make sure education was a priority. So I definitely did less acting and, you know, singing different things like that growing up until school was over only because you know like there was one time in sophomore year like they were about to hold me back because I had missed so much school so um but that's how I got into acting and um modeling you pretty much covered it I did you know a music video and this makeup artist said um so when I was young I basically you know pointed at the tv and told my parents that I wanted to do acting. So they didn't force me into it. They weren't the crazy, you know, stage parents. And I was fortunate enough that they supported me, but I had basically decided at a young age and, you know, seeing some people's stories that school was so important and it gives you valuable life lessons and, you know, hardships as well that you're not going to get, you know, going to homeschool or growing up on set. So education always took priority, which means I worked a lot less because there was only so much time I could take off. Um, and then once we got through college, you know, I was able to work a lot more, but yeah, that was acting and you pretty much covered how I got into modeling. I did one music video and the makeup artist, um, had one of my pictures that she took of me of her makeup in her portfolio. And she said people were always asking her about it. So she actually set up my whole first shoot with like literally anything you can ever think of between a photographer, wardrobe, stylist, hair, makeup, location. Um, and then after that first shoot, I shot for Surf Illustrated and I was in the magazine the same month as Holly Madison. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that. I've styled Holly Madison before. Have you? That's awesome. Yeah, she's great. And I love that like that you shared and that it came from like your makeup artist as far as the situation with you as a model, like how cool and just like that opportunity happened to be there and your makeup artist thought, you know, you'd be like a great fit for it. Like you maybe wouldn't even thought of that. No, definitely. It was all thanks to her because I never thought, you know, 
I'm, I'm not that person to be like, oh, I am so pretty. I should be a model. <laughs> that was never a thing. And funny enough, I had so many agencies once I had done those shoots that like everybody turned me down. I wasn't tall enough. I wasn't skinny enough, all those different things. I was too curvy. So it, um, if I would have just listened to them, I probably wouldn't have done half the things <laughs> that I did because I've never had an agent that's pretty much sending me out for any of this stuff. Well, and thanks for being real about that, because isn't that pretty much just Hollywood? Like, I think so many of us in the industry have heard no so many more times than we've heard yes. And when you hear yes, you're kind of like, wait, what? So I'm sure for you, it was like kind of this amazing but surreal moment, because I totally like feel for you between styling certain celebs and, you know, not getting like chosen another stylist or doing like a different show and, you know, I'm not getting picked or all these different things. And it's like, I think people see like, you know, social media and they think, oh my gosh, look at all the cool things they're doing, all the amazingness and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you have no idea like how intense and insane this ride has been. And like you just said, you're like, I've had so many like agencies in this that were like, no, you're not tall enough. No, you're not this. No, you're not that. So like, thanks for being real about that. So you got into the acting and modeling and then you became like a very well-known model like how was that in I mean still is obviously I know you're a new mom but how has that career been for you and like you know share with us kind of a little bit about it yeah I mean I think everything like exactly what you just said has its ups and downs I think exactly what you just said people see social media and they think oh I want to do that and they don't see you know, the hard work that goes into, or, you know, that people aren't that nice all the time, or you can be on set and people can treat you like crap, you know, <laughs> and all these different things. So I think there's been so many valuable moments or, you know, accomplishments that I have done that, you know, I look back and I smile and I think that's amazing, but there's also those things, you know, where I've been to red carpet events and because you're not in the in crowd and because I'm not willing to excuse my language kiss ass, <laughs> you oh, know, I don't fine. have any, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that many people talk to me or different things like that. So it's like, you don't see, you know, I guess, I don't know what the word you would describe it, but it's not all just like, you know, rainbows and unicorns and, you know, everything's easy 24 seven. I think there's been times where I've literally left red carpet events, even at this age and told my husband, like, this is such a joke. Like, I, I'm not going to play these games of, you know, trying to be in this inner crowd to like get people to like me or partying or just different things like that. Um, so it's just such a mix of emotions, I would say, when you like look back at the career. <laughs> yeah, no, and I appreciate you, you know, being real about that and being like, yeah, you know, I wasn't willing to kiss ass. I think that's awesome. Like, you know, good for you. I think so many people, again, don't realize, same with me. There were so many people I would, you know, I should have kissed way more celebrities' asses for other gigs or dealt with other things, you know, with, with agents and producers and all this crap that they want you to do. And we'll keep it, you know, PG here. But, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a lot. And I love that you were like, I just didn't do it. And so therefore maybe I didn't get certain things or I wasn't recognized right away because of it, but Hey, you still have had a successful career and been able to, you know, do what you're doing. So how would you say like, you know, doing all that with acting and then all the stuff in modeling, first off, I want to know, tell us the tea. How did you wind up on below deck? <laughs> um, so it's not as exciting as I feel like people would think. So, um, 
I used to model for Tap Out um, when I was, you know, like 20 to, I want to say 22 or 23. And luckily I had the most amazing bosses, uh, Damon and Dan Caldwell. Dan is one of the founders of Tap Out. Um, and they pretty much always looked at me like a little sister. Like I know their wives, I know their girlfriends. They're just amazing people. Um, and another one of their people I used to work for when UFC was in Vegas all the time, Rick. So I basically got a call <laughs> and said, you know, we're going on below deck. We have an extra like person that can come on. We thought of you because you know everybody and you get along with everybody. So it was literally one of those things where I had, I think maybe four days notice and was flying to the Bahamas with them. <laughs> and um, that was filmed, I think it was season three. So it was filmed in Abacos and um, yeah, so I was on it. But the weird thing is, <laughs> is my husband, is on the very next episode after mine. So if you look through season three, you'll find us because we're the tap out um, crew, I guess you could say. Um, and my husband's on the very next episode after us. And we met in passing because there's literally one hotel on this entire island. So if we were filming anywhere else, my husband and I would have never met. We were just filming in such a small location. So um, he saw us exiting the boat. So he knew we were on there and um, we basically saw each other, started talking, literally talked almost all night long. And the next day was Valentine's day. He totally saw me off to the airport. Um, he filmed, flew home, packed his bags and flew out to see me. And we spent the entire next weekend together. <laughs> oh, so, okay, wait, back up. So when you guys met on the boat, and everything like was it like an instant connection like how did like without obviously going too full detail like how did it play out like what what was it like um yeah total instant connection it wasn't you know one of those things where you talk to somebody in the beginning and there's awkwardness or awkward pauses it was just he was so easy to talk to um he actually was trying to convince me to stay and go on his episode of blow deck <laughs> and um i flew home obviously but you know i think when you can talk with somebody that long you have the butterflies um they carry through with what they say because he was you know he flew out to see me that very next weekend, which I feel like a lot of people would totally say they would do, and then it would come time and they're not going to do it. Um, I think we both just knew that there was something special. Maybe we didn't know we were going to be married and have a child together here almost six years later, <laughs> but I think we knew that there was definitely something there. That's so cute. So like you, what did you basically tell him? No, like blew him off and we're like, I'm not going to be on your show. And then what, like, in touch or like, how, how did that play out? So, um, it was actually my boss's wife, Laura, uh, my old boss's wife, Laura, who was like, heck no, you are not staying with this guy. <laughs> You're coming home with us. Um, so being a good friend and she's a mom. So probably being a mom to me <laughs> that was like, no, it's not happening. Um, but Funny enough, when we were talking that entire day, um, we had exchanged Instagrams, but he didn't ask for my number. So I gave him a super hard time and DM'd him and said, like, you know, you didn't even ask for my number. 
And, um, you know, he tried to play it all cool saying that he meant to, or he was going to, when we met up later, all these different things, but I basically beat him to the punch. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love it. Okay. So it was much like, there was a lot of connection, but like, you just kind of, just kind of went for it. It sounds like, like it just kind of, you've shared social media and then it was just like, all right. And then he was like, okay, I'll come see you after like the following weekend. And then what you guys got together and was it like instant, like we're going to be together or do you guys like, you know, kind of do the little bit of dance of, Hey, chase each other. Or was it like immediate dating? Like what, like, what did it look like when you guys decided to like hang out? Yeah. So, um, it was definitely not, we never played a game. So he was still living in Indiana at the time. He's a Midwest guy. So he flew to see me in California. We spent that entire weekend together. And then we're talking, um, I flew out to see him in Chicago because he had business there um, the next weekend where he asked me to be his girlfriend and he told me he loved me. He's going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and then um, the next weekend we met in Vegas because he had something in Vegas as well. And then he had business for about a month. So he was going to Europe and different things like that. After that, he moved to California and we moved in together and we've lived together ever since. Wow, so. that's so cute. I love that. I love that like you went to go see him and like all of that. And then you guys like ended up moving in together. And so now fast forward, you guys have your son together. How old is your adorable little one? So he will be three months and eight days, I think. Jeez. Wow, don't you feel like it flies? It's, it's so crazy because it feels like it flies, but at the same time, it feels like I just had him. So it's like the oddest thing when you like think about it or look back on it, because it's such a, you have both emotions going where you're like, no, like I just had him, you know, but at the same time, like you're almost a quarter of a year old. What's happening? <laughs> totally. It's so, well with Arlie, like, it's like, I look at her and I said, my husband today, I guess she'll be three months at the end of this month. And I'm like, Justin, it is going so fast. It is going faster than it was with Amelia. Like it is so wild. And there's a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, it'll be a little bit easier when she gets a little bit bigger. So it's like, okay, fine. But then the other part of me is like, oh my gosh, you were just so little. I was just looking at videos of you bringing you home, being a newborn. And now like, you're already getting so big. You're trying to flip over. Like you're trying to move. Like, holy crap, time slow down. Like it is such an emotional like crazy roller coaster when it comes to being a mom. No, definitely. I mean, you, I, I totally know what you're saying with like that you want them to be bigger because there's been parts of me, you know, at times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting nothing done. I need to get this stuff done. I need you to be at a certain age where I can like put you down and you can play for 30 minutes, you know, but at the same time, you don't want them to grow because it's like, there's the dumbest little things like you know a noise I'll make when I'm talking to him or just the little smile and you're just like oh my gosh bless your heart stay like this forever <laughs> yeah, stay teeny tiny I know it's true it's like right now like Arlie was being so fussy earlier she's she's clustering like I could just tell like especially because my you know my second I have a better idea of what things are and I could just tell like she just like wants to like nurse and cluster and she needs more milk and this and that so I've had her like wrapped on me all day and right now she's sleeping on me while we're podcasting and she's just been like attached to me like if I take her off me she cries to get back on me and if she's not nursing she just wants to put her you know face on me and even though I'm exhausted and I'm like oh my gosh I'm literally getting nothing done I'm working off my phone 
barely. And it's like, but then I look down at her and I see her little face and I see her sleeping on me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can we just freeze this moment in time? So it is such a freaking mind fuck when it comes to being <laughs> a mom. Like it really, really is. Like, which I want to hear from you. Like, how is it going being a new mom? I know you reached out to me, obviously on social for like, you know, different like venting and advice, which I just so love helping new moms and it's such a special place in my heart. But I want to hear like for you how it's been and like what you'd want to share about your journey so far. Yeah. I mean, I feel fortunate that, you know, I didn't have any postpartum depression or anything like that because I feel for those moms that like, you know, go through that. Um, I couldn't imagine, you know, like the, even just the amount of stress it must be, but, um, you know, at first it was exhausting, which every mom can say, um, he was feeding pretty much every hour. So like during the day, during the night, sometimes even 40 minutes. So it was, I just felt like a zombie, you know? And I think part of it was when you're a first time mom, you're thinking like, he's not getting enough. That's why he's having to feed so much. And should I give him formula? And it, it was just... I, it, it's, it's frustrating, but it's, I don't feel like you're frustrated at the child. You're frustrated at yourself, which I think is even harder because you're thinking I'm not doing enough or I'm doing something wrong or I'm not drinking enough water, whatever it may be. Um, so that was really hard. And luckily my hospital that I delivered at, um, has this in line where you can basically call in and talk to a nurse at any time that specializes in breastfeeding um, once I think I was honestly like two weeks in before I didn't feel guilt about calling. <laughs> um, and once I had talked to them, it was, I, I was good. You know, like I think we had given him, um, formula like three or four times to that point because I was so nervous that he hadn't ate enough. Um, and then after I had talked to the specialist, he hasn't had formula since because, you know, now I'm trusting myself. I'm trusting my body. I feel like I know him better and I know that he's satisfied. Um, so now I feel like what you post about, like, you know, do what's right for you. It's your baby, things like that. That's how I feel because, um, like they still say he's underweight and, but he's so long, he's like 99 percentile for, um, his age. And so I'm just at the point where I keep trusting myself and I'm telling them, I'm like, he doesn't need formula. He's a happy baby. He, you know, tells me when he needs to eat. He, I've never pulled him off early. So he might just have a really freaking fast metabolism, which is why in the beginning he was probably feeding every 40 minutes <laughs> because his body was burning it off because he's not like a chunky baby, but he's growing so much. There's no way he's not getting his nutrition. So I think that's been the most crazy part about being a mom is learning, you know, your child. So that way you can basically advocate for them because the last pediatrician appointment I had, they were trying to say, well, you know, we might have to talk about formula if he comes in the next time and he's still, you know, not gaining enough. And I'm like, but he's gaining, right? So isn't that what matters? <laughs> yeah, no, good for you. And, and good for you for, you know, standing your ground and being your own advocate. You know, I, I really um, say that to so many moms. And of course I say that late, lightly because of course, so many people come to me and they go, like, oh, don't tell them what to do over a doctor. And I'm like, listen, I am not a doctor. I'm not an expert, but I truly believe that a mother's intuition is everything. I think we know our babies. I think we know, you know, what works and what doesn't. We know it before anyone else. There's a reason, you know, God, universe, very want to believe gave you that gut. Like 
you absolutely are aligned with your child and you know what they need. So if you feel he's getting enough and he's happy and he's satisfied and he's, you know, pooping and peeing and doing everything his body's supposed to do. And, you know, he's not unhappy and he's not looking like he's starving and like, you know, he's gaining weight, like then like, good for you. You're doing a good job. You know what I mean? And it's like, I get it with doctors and this and that, but my biggest thing is like, obviously fed is best. You do whatever you need to do. I'm obviously a very heavy breastfeeding advocate. I love nursing my babies as exhausting as it can be. I nursed Amelia for 22 months and weaned her off when I was pregnant with Arlie. I'm now currently exclusively nursing, you know, so it's like, for me, I'm really about helping moms that want to nurse and want to get through those challenges because it is so challenging in the beginning and good for you for not having shame to call and be like, Hey, you know, is this okay? Or what am I doing? Or this and that, because it is, it's really hard to sometimes even just ask for help, like for all of us as moms, no matter what it is. And so good for you as a new mom to be like, okay, I have this number for a reason. I'm going to call, I'm going to ask my questions and I'm going to feel better about myself. And I'm so glad she empowered you to like trust yourself and trust your body. Because I really think that's one of the hardest things I've had to learn as a new mom. Yeah, no, that I, I totally agree. And I think it's, you know, now that I am in like this little mom community and people who have had babies after me, I'm constantly kind of, you know, doing like you, like, ask me if you have a question, you know, because now I'm three months ahead of you, you know, and different things like that. Because I think it's, I think, especially with COVID going on, there's going to be so many people who don't know what we're going through. And I think, it's so much more emotional because I, I've had, I've seen six people, you know, since he was born and, you know, you don't have all these family and friends visiting you or supporting you or just coming by to see how you're doing. And I think it's a weird time that only the moms right now are going to be able to uh, relate to. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I also like really, love that you shared that because it's true. Like, whereas normally like when I had Amelia, I went to like mom events and mom groups and all kinds of social things to like go meet moms and kind of like friend moms because you really do need that mom tribe that like understands you and gets you. And it takes you a minute to like find those moms almost like dating all over again. And you're right. It's so different right now with what the world is. Cause it's true. Same for me with Arlie. Like she's only really seen my family when we made our one trip. And then my one best friend came over and like, that's really like been about it. And so it's just really like hard for a new mom, I'm sure, especially like yourself to only have a few people around you and be like, okay, I haven't really had anyone around me necessarily support wise, besides of course your husband. And I haven't really been able to have major socials. So how have you been navigating that as a new mom? Um, you know, I, I tried to just stay really positive and think, you know, oh, I'm lucky because I have to stay home with him. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to, I feel like if I thought about everything that I'm missing out on, it would, I would just be so depressed, (laughs) you know? And like, obviously every once in a while I have like a thought pop up, like, oh, I didn't get to have a regular baby shower, like my friends or, you know, like different things like that. But for the most part, I just try to think, There's so many people who have like the, what, six weeks and then they have to go back. So I've been lucky enough that, you know, we're going on almost three months now where I've spent every waking day and minute with him that, you know, some people don't get to see and they don't get to see that first smile, you know, or that 
first, you know, where you're kind of talking and he's talking back to you <laughs> and different things. So that's honestly been the only way is my own head, because I think if I, like I said, would think about everything that my friend basically got that I didn't, I would just be, you know, an emotional ball of just just wrecked the whole time so that's the, I think the only thing that's been getting me through it good for you and I mean thanks for being real about that because obviously there's no right answer and it is going to be difficult no matter what it's hard for me too and I'm a you know a second time mom um and I think about all the you know the new moms like I think about how I at least with Amelia had you know a baby shower and I had you know maternity photos and I had newborn photos and I had this and I had that and all these things that you know in a, a normal world you know were happening but obviously in a pandemic world it's a totally different story and things really shift and we have to make different decisions some of those being tough decisions and so I think it's great that you're really real about like hey yeah I have some thoughts but overall like you shift to a positive mindset and you say I'm happy I'm home with him. I'm happy that this is like what I'm being forced to do. I'm not missing anything with him and I'm getting to really soak up this time because like you said, it does go so fast. Well, I think with everything going on right now in the world, if I was just like <laughs> thinking about every, like we have the fires and you know, we've had protests and with everything that's happened in 2020, if you were to like think about everything and not be positive, we all would just be... <laughs> probably not here anymore. So, I mean, that's why I've been, you know, just thinking like you, I feel like when things are so crappy, you just have to think about what you're fortunate for, because otherwise it's just, it's not good for anybody. <laughs> you're a hundred percent right. But I, but I think that it's great that you share that because I think a lot of times it's easier, obviously, to play victim or to get down or to just think about every single thing and let it pile up and allow it to fester and this and that. So it's like good of you to share. Like, So guys, um, Real Mom Life, we both had to run because of our babies. So I had to end the recording early. But, you know, Real Mom Life, uh, we had things going on with our littles. And actually, we recorded this um, a few months ago. Uh, so you know, they were really little, both of them. Uh, so I just wanted to share that, um, you know, keeping it real here always. But it was just such a great episode, and I love what Pamela shared. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, if you loved it, please leave a review. It means so much to me and so much to my show. And, you know, say hello and screenshot this episode. If it resonated with you, tag me, you know, tag Pamela. Say hi. You know I love to connect with everyone. All right, till next time, guys. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.